0: Welcome to the Daily Drive with Josh Downs, a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, once again, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Drive podcast and day four of Get Grateful. You're listening to Josh Downs. And again, this is day four of our 10 day series on Get Grateful where each day leading up to Thanksgiving, we'll focus on different aspects, stories, and principles of gratitude, all in an effort to cultivate an attitude of gratitude and focus a little bit more in our life on what we have instead of what we don't. Today's Thanksgiving experience and story comes from Natalie Kogan on happier.com. She writes about her experience with gratitude and how it saved her life. And I just love her story, and I know that you will too. She writes, my family immigrated from Russia to the United States when I was 13 years old. Refugee camps, city housing projects, food stamps, wearing donated clothes, being made fun of endlessly for everything from not speaking English to eating weird things for lunch. Hot dogs apparently need to be consumed inside hot dog buns, not sliced and slipped between pieces of dark brown bread. (laughs) That's the patchwork of memories composing my earlier life here. While we were almost entirely dependent on the kindness of strangers during that time, the stress and trauma we felt obliterated any notion of gratitude. When you're just trying to survive, thankfulness seems like a luxury, not a coping strategy. For me, surviving the pain of that experience was all about coping, and my coping strategy was later focused on one goal, becoming happy, really happy. It was an immigrant's dream, the American dream, achieve a lot of things, be successful, make a lot of money, move on and move up. She says, this sounds naive, but I hear adults with a lot more maturity and life experience than I had as a teenager talking about happiness the same way as I thought about it back then. Being happy was conditional, situational. It would come after success, achievement, money, status, a certain home, a certain job. While research shows we've reversed the order of things completely, small things and moments generate more satisfaction and happiness than large ones. But I didn't know that then, and this is why I'm grateful that I only wasted 15 years chasing my big happy and not more. She continues, one of the many things I learned while chasing the big happy was that even though a lot of satisfaction and pride comes with achievement, happiness does not. In fact, the chase of this idealized, non-existent state of happiness left me depressed and exhausted. Luckily, it also left me hungry to find answers and inspired me to turn to science to see if I could find another way to happiness. The answer I found in every article and book and research paper that I read was this, practice gratitude. And I can second that. That has been the answer that I have come across more than anything else as well. She says, I have a confession. Practicing gratitude as a way to find inner peace, contentment, and lasting happiness seemed ridiculous to me. <laughs> it was too simplistic, too cliche. I wanted to dismiss it, but I couldn't. I needed help. So I decided to follow the research and see where it led me. For a few months, I would practice gratitude intentionally and regularly. However, I was sure it wouldn't work and certain that my experiment would allow me to feel justified in dismissing it at the solution it was purported to be. My first step was to write down three good things about my day. For those that have been listening for a while to my podcast, does that sound familiar? <laughs> I even wrote a poem about it titled, I think, 1, 2, and 3. She said, I did it every day, even on days when this was a struggle. In one study, participants who were asked to do this for 21 days reported feeling more optimistic, less anxious, and even slept better immediately after doing it as well as three to six months after the study. Another study showed that participants who kept a gratitude journal for 10 weeks reported having fewer health problems and spent more time exercising. My second step was making a rule to say thank you at least once a day. I wasn't a rude person, just always in a hurry. But now I would make a point of actually pausing to say thanks. Pausing being the key word. Expressing gratitude to others has been shown to do everything from improving romantic relationships to increasing happiness and depressive symptoms. One of the most powerful ways to do this is by writing a gratitude letter to someone. But I found a simple text message to a friend has similar benefits if you mean it. New research has shown that positive interactions with strangers leads to feeling more cheerful and increasing your sense of belonging. So saying thank you to a stranger who does something for you can actually help you feel happier than even just saying thank you to a friend that does the same thing. My third gratitude habit was to pause and savor something once a day. It sounds silly to have to learn to do this, but I realized the stress of my early life had made pausing and savoring moments seem like another luxury that I couldn't afford. Ever since I could remember, I'd rush through every experience of my life instead of being there. But I made a deal with myself to try to be more present. So, I tried. I stopped eating while standing up. I would literally stop to smell the flowers I bought for a kitchen. In one study, students were instructed to savor two pleasurable experiences per day and reflect on each for a few minutes. They showed significant increases in happiness and reduction in negative feelings. There are three steps to savoring. Anticipate the experience, be present during it, no checking email or being on your phone while doing it, and then reflect on it for a few minutes to extend its positive effect. Anticipation has been shown is key. Studies have shown that planning a vacation makes you feel happier than actually taking it. Isn't that interesting? Maybe that's why I love Christmas so much. It's the anticipation of it. She continues, Here's the punchline. Despite my extreme skepticism... Practicing gratitude changed my life. It didn't turn me into some happy-go-lucky person I was never meant to be, or frankly wanted to be, but I developed a fundamentally different way of thinking and moving through life, one in which I stopped taking for granted all the tiny good moments that were already a part of it. I stopped looking for happiness out there and learned to find it right here. I felt more connected to friends, family, and my colleagues, and even on the toughest days... I managed my stress better, which research also shows is a long-lasting effect of practicing gratitude. My advice, she concludes, is to give gratitude a shot. If you're skeptical, do it anyway. If your reaction as you're listening to this is, this is just not for me, just do it as an experiment. Gratitude is a skill and a habit that you can cultivate. And just because it doesn't come naturally doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that you won't be able to feel the benefits that come with nurturing your gratitude habit. I love her story, especially coming from so little, yet becoming appreciative of so much. I think we often miss the power of gratitude because of how simple it is. But remember, as one prophet in scriptures taught, it's by the small and simple things that great things are brought to pass. Maybe by writing down three things every day you're grateful for, saying thank you once a day, and being present and savoring something just once a day can really help you find the happiness that you're looking for, and maybe have been looking for for a while now. Maybe it's been with you all along and gratitude will just help you to see it more clearly. One of my favorite biblical stories is when the children of Israel were poisoned by serpents on their journey towards the Promised Land and Moses was told to fasten a brazen serpent on a pole and put it in the middle of the camp And all those that were sick, all they had to do was look at it and they would live. They would be healed. They would be made whole. But because of the easiness of the way, many refused to look and died. How is that? The answer for not feeling better in their life was right there. All they had to do was look. Well, gratitude has the power to heal more than we think. Although only one leper returned to Christ to express his gratitude to him, it was this one leper that, as Christ told him, was healed on the outside and in, because the Savior told him that his faith had made him whole, not just again on the outside, but on the inside as well. By returning to give thanks, he was healed of things that he didn't even know he needed to be healed of. And that's because gratitude is an expression of faith. It's a way of looking to God and living because we're learning to love the life that we're living. When gratitude becomes the center focus of our life, then whatever else may be ailing us, the sicknesses of want and greed and entitlement that have poisoned so many can be healed and we can find the joy in life that has always been there instead of trying to chase some big happy that will forever elude us. So my invitation for you today is to try the simpleness of gratitude in your own life by simply practicing it through writing down three things each day that you're grateful for, making a point to pause and tell someone thank you, and being present in and savoring at least one moment each day. Anticipate it, be present in it, and then reflect on it. You'll find that as you do, the healing, the helping, the happiness power that was available all along if we just look to it can be yours. God has given us so much. Every single day is a gift, and we could spend it wishing for something more or enjoy it for what it is and for what we have. Well, thanks for listening today. I have a feeling many of you have thought about starting these simple gratitude practices, but maybe because you've been busy or they just seem too easy to make a difference, you haven't yet. Well, don't let another day go by without taking a few minutes each day to do these three simple things writing down three things you're grateful for from during the day, consciously telling someone thank you and being present in one moment during the day. Your future self will thank your present self one day for it. And as a reminder, if you'd like to, to do something simple to practice gratitude, find my fundraiser on Facebook under Josh Downs or Give Thanks for Gas and buy a pie for $5 that will be given to a random stranger working at a gas station away from their family and friends on Thanksgiving so that you can be with yours let's keep this gratitude train going and keep giving our love and thanks to those around us until day five of Get Grateful. I'm Josh Downs and this is The Daily Drive.